guys, welcome back to our City of ZSL podcast. And today, oh, yes, indeed, I got this woman. Man, I love her accent so much. Her name is Marina. She is from Basque country. I'm just going to say country. España. And you know, she is actually going to school out there in Scotland. Of course, they call mm-hmm. it uni. And she's doing amazing things. I came across her on an Instagram profile. She liked one of my photos. I went over there. I said, oh, my God, she teaches Spanish. I'm so excited because, you know, she's got that finesse, that España in her. (laughs) You know, all that good stuff. So I said, I got to reach out to her. Here she is before my eyes. And for those of you who are listening to the podcast, Marina, without further ado, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Hey, 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 people. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. That's so nice. So tell everyone the story. Like, now, your story could be anything. Anything that you feel is very important. But also, like, what made you start turning into entrepreneurship, going onto Instagram? What, you know, just the little basics and whatnot before we get into the good stuff. No, it was like very last minute. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, there's like not backstory to tell that I was always passionate about this and I always wanted to do this. No, like uh, I did always want to have like my own business and all of that, but I was struggling to like find what, what to do. And I just like knew Spanish. I knew how to teach it. And when I, I had some free time last December and I just, I don't know, I was bored. I made some videos and I cut them and I put them up. Like, that's it. Like, basically. And we were talking. <laughs> no interesting backstory. Right, right. And she was talking about it uh, just before the podcast, people, that uh, she was listening to Gary Vee. And of course, you know, because I saw a lot of her hashtags and the way she set things up. And I'm like, how does she get inspired to do that? And so I was like, dude, I wonder if she watches Gary Vee. But no way. She's from Paz, you know, in España. I don't think they watch Gary Vee out there. But sure enough, yes, she loves Gary Vee. I know uh, she is. And it's just, and man, it's just amazing, especially seeing that we have so much of the control. We could do everything on our entrepreneurial journeys by ourselves. You know what I mean? So, oh my God. So without further ado, I'm going to start where you mentioned it. You said a breadcrumb. A breadcrumb is something that I picked up and then I'm just going to take you along with it. Now, before we go to Brazil, which of course is a country you visited when you were very young. You taught, if I'm not mistaken, in Germany, high school. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What made you go to Germany and how did you start teaching there? So I study currently in a university in Scotland and I study English and German. And because of my degree, it was compulsory to go to Germany. So I went there for one year and I could decide whether to study there my degree or get uh, an internship. And I wanted to work, you know, for the new experience and all of that. And because I could not teach English because I'm not, I'm Spanish, but I tried to like teach Spanish basically. And I got an internship in a high school there. And that's what I did. Like for one year, I was like teacher assistant. And yeah, I, that was like the first time that I was introduced to like the real academic world. Because here, when I taught Spanish, it was just one-on-one, real, really informal, you know, nothing serious. I see. I see. And now, wow, that's amazing. Like, what are some of the things you had to overcome out there in Germany? Because I've known of a Brazilian, a Brazilian actress now. She went to Germany and now she's in Austria and she speaks fluent German. It's crazy. But the things that she had to overcome 
boy, it was no joke. So were there any barriers that you had to overcome? But probably not. I mean, I think that the, the, the simple things, you know, things that anybody has to overcome when they go to a new country, like legal papers, so many. Like Germany, man, <laughs> you have to wait so many papers. There's so many problems for everything, so many bureaucratic sheets, so many time wasted, and the language is another barrier. And I wanted to find like another job apart from the, my internship. So I was working at a cafe and everything was in German. And you know, when you work with a German audience, like not always they are the nicest and they don't always expect to deal with a Spanish girl, let's say, you know, many times they want German uh, workers. So these little things that, yeah, I mean, there's like regular stuff that I guess most people have to deal with when they go abroad. But, yeah. Hey. <laughs> So I'm telling you, man, I had to teach back at my alma mater uh, in high school before I actually came here to Thailand. And of course, uh-huh. teaching the Mex- you know, the Mexican students, which of course, you know, they're Im- they've immigrated from Mexico and some folks from El Salvador. Uh, uh-huh. That was a beautiful experience because they actually loved me. They kept asking the teacher, we're talking America here. They were like, when's yeah. Arsenio going to come back? When is Arsenio going to come back? You know what I mean? And so... It felt so good knowing that mm-hmm. I left a very lasting impression on some of their lives of in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And so now you are learning languages out there in Scotland. So again, yeah. haven't already been to a lot of countries, which we'll cover and whatnot. Um, Scotland, you mentioned that mm-hmm. Scottish folks nicer than yeah. British folk. Well, no British. Okay, now UK will like definitely kick me out of the country after this. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's like, so, okay. So, look, when it came to Australia and I'm New kidding. Zealand, when it came to Australia uh-huh. and New Zealand, I uh-huh. told them I was very, very adamant. I said, "Hey, uh, my Kiwi folks, man, they are way nicer than the Aussies. That's just how it is." Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't make the rules. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, yeah, listen, I don't like to generalize and really right, like, right, these right. are just stereotypes, but I do feel that with, especially with older people, not young people, but with old people, yep, Scottish yep, yep. ones, they're so, so friendly and so nice, regardless of where you come from. And I think that because I'm from the Basque country and many people in Scotland, because of the independence thing, that's something that links both places. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because of that, but I do, I do feel that they are much more welcoming than mm. English. And how long have you been there for? Uh, three. I arrived here in 2016 and I was two years and then one year in Germany and then I came back now. So yeah. So you're everywhere. So you literally have so much experience, especially traveling. So again, you've never, you said, wait, have you been to the south of France? No. Yeah, bro. Oh. Yeah, when I was very young, but Gotcha. It's like not a place that I go there like as an adult to like see, you know, I was just dragged by my parents. And right, right, probably right. I didn't, even, I didn't even know it was France, honestly. Yeah. It's like so close to the Basque country and they speak like also like Basque. So. Whoa, that is so cool, man. And especially being right in that area. So, yeah. of course, you're an arm's reach away from so many different countries. Um, and you've traveled to Serbia. So I'm going to hit that off right off the back. I'm very interested in countries such as Serbia, Croatia, uh, Andorra, uh, not many people. Have you, have you been to Gibraltar? No, probably not. No. No. Uh, the, some of these countries no one speaks about, like Cyprus, Moldova, you know, these little islands, yeah. And smaller ones. Yeah, definitely. Um, but you, have you been to Andorra? Yeah. 
Okay, do you see this is yeah, half a relative there. Now Andorra, is it in Spain? No, Andorra is like a country. Like legally it's a country. They have their own their own things and everything, but it's like really, really close to Catalonia. So a lot of people from Andorra they speak French and Catalonian and Spanish. Or like they live there, but they are from Spain or France. Like I don't think I met someone that was born and raised in Andorra, honestly. I see. Okay, excuse my ignorance. What's the difference between Catalonia and Spanish? Oh, okay. This is like very political, but so legally Catalonia is like a part of Spain, right? Like the Basque country, like Andalusia and all of that. The thing is that Catalonia, they have like the language, Catalonian, and they have their own culture as well. Like the Basque country or Galicia or many territories of Spain. But legally right now, Catalonia is like a part of Spain. And it's next to France, next to Andorra, in the Mediterranean, yeah. And they have their own flag, too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I remember they, seeing that. There were yeah. some big things that were happening out there and whatnot. But there are some Spanish folks who do listen to my... And you said Andal- Andalusia? 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 Yeah, Andalusia is another territory. Like, like Catalonia, Basque Country. Andalusia is another one. Whoa. There's like many provinces, let's say, in Spain, you know? So Spain is divided in many provinces, and Catalonia is one of them. Man, that is so. But they won the independence. But right, <laughs> no, like I don't want to stay there another country because they're not. And the Basque country is the same. They were like they they won the independence as well. Some years ago, there were like many problems in Spain because we have our own language and our own culture as well. And many people they wanted to like leave Spain, but that's politics, man. <laughs> Well, it sounds like what's happening down here, well, in the south of Thailand. I don't know what that entire mess is. I don't speak about it. But again, you know, this conflicts between religions and they're going after soldiers and like village heads and stuff like that. Terrorists, you know, like many terrorisms, you know, it's like military mm-hmm. versus people in Malaysia who don't want to be in Malaysia and don't want to be in Thailand. They want to have their own three states. So, Yeah. It's crazy, you know, there's a lot of separatism that's going on and happens and there's nothing that we can control. But, oh my God, I would love to visit Spain. (laughs) You know what, what are some overrated places in Spain? You do, everyone wants to go to Barcelona. I think Madrid. Oh, Madrid? Okay, okay. Tell me why, tell me why. I don't like, I don't, it's not my favorite city. I've I've been there like years ago, but there's like no ocean. I don't, it's just like a very, like a city, like a very, I don't know, like for me right now, like European cities like are very like similar, you know, like, yes, you have the specific uh, building that everybody's talking about, but they're just like buildings and everything. You don't have ocean or anything. I mean, probably from someone that is outside, they come to Madrid and they're like in love, you know, depending on what you want. But if you like the ocean, if you like, you know, all of that, I would not recommend Madrid. But how about Malaga? Malaga. I heard beautiful things. I've never been to Andalusia. Unfortunately, I would love to. I've never been there, so I cannot tell you, but... You know, I watched a movie called Veronica. Veronica, okay. Okay, have you heard that movie? Nope. Oh, what? Okay, well, it's in Spain, right? But I don't even know if she's from Spain. But you know what? The language and the way, the eyes, oh my God, they they have these, like, amber eyes, like, oh, I don't even know how to explain it. But you know what? Spanish culture... Well, again, I'm I'm a little bit Spanish. I'm probably about what, fifteen percent Spanish because Puerto Ricans are Spanish. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just so interested, and you know, I have a friend named Ruth who's living out there, and she said, 
Oh, come on down here, man. Oh, Malaga, it's so beautiful down here. You can go to Gibraltar and uh, all that other good stuff, you know. So, I'm a, well, of course, traveling this year is no. Yeah, yeah. But you, you make sure you take care. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> so how about Serbia? Yo, listen. So when I was in Germany, my flatmate, she was Serbian. And I love that girl. I were like, like sisters. And she comes from Serbia. And she was always talking to me about how in Serbia they really like, like all this witchcraft stuff, like astrology and like psychics and all of that. And at the end of the year, like she was talking all about a man, like a psychic, that he was very good. And I was like, you know what, let's go to Serbia, let's go to a psychic. And that's what we did. Like when, when I finished my Germany year, we went to Serbia and to Croatia because it's like very close. And yeah, amazing. I really, really liked it. How was it adapted to like, you know, like, I don't know, I wouldn't say the local customs, but how about the food? I've always had my doubts because I've had German food before back in America. And they have these big, long hot dogs that are like 600 feet yeah. long. And I'm like, God damn, I can't eat any of that. And so it was, it's very difficult for me to adapt to that. But Spanish food, I think, would be no problem. But how about Serbia? In Serbia, like, I didn't eat much Serbian food because most of it has meat. And back at the time, I was vegetarian and vegan, so I didn't eat it. And, but I don't want to talk about the food because I don't really know. But the people, friendly, super friendly. And... I think it's beautiful because it has like a lot of recent history that it's still there. And, you know, with everything that happened, all the conflict, the war, like 20 years ago, for example, in Belgrade, you see like buildings that have been bombed and you still see like the hole, let's say in the building, you know, they left it there just to like, you know, remembrance or like for memory, you know. So I think it's very beautiful because everything is so recent and they, they want to keep it like that, you know, and I know this is like a very touchy subject, the Serbian and all this conflict, but I think it has like a lot of history and I, I like that, you know. Right. And that's what, for those of you who don't know, of course, it was formerly known as Yugoslavia. And yeah. I think it was, oh, I, I don't really know, but I know that there was a civil war. I don't yeah. know between who. And I want to Croatia, Bosnia, everything. Like they were like in this mess. And Sarajevo, that's all I remember. Sarajevo, yeah, and how hero, dangerous yeah. it was, and all yeah. that. I don't, I was never really taught this. I remember seeing something very briefly about an NBA player who was in the NBA. He had come, Vladi Divac. He came from Yugoslavia at that time. And so, but Croatia is gorgeous, you know? And of course, you're saying Serbia yeah. is gorgeous, Bosnia, yeah. Montenegro. Yeah. They're like all together. Yeah, Montenegro. Yeah. Yeah, they're all in that same area. They just yeah, exactly the in the Balkan area. Yeah, exactly. I see. That reminds me of a oh, I forgot the name of that African country. Ah, oh, Zaire. Do you remember? Okay. Yeah. So in the seventies, I remember this because there was uh -huh. a there was a fight called the Rumble in the Jungle. Muhammad Ali, a couple of boxes, right? Okay. <laughs> they were fighting in a place called Zaire, but then when I got a little older I grew up I'm like hey I can't find Zaire on the map anymore and I'm like uh -huh. hey, what happened to Zaire and I think democratic I think I'm, I'm a little bit angry right now but it's very uh -huh. interesting to know about that type of um yeah um, of course yeah so yeah some of the culture some of the things that have happened you know I went to Vietnam yeah. and it was ooh, it was tough oh why what happened the, the the remnants war museum 
And uh-huh. you know, from, Amer- from an American standpoint, you see the American standpoint of what the Vietnam War was. Uh-huh. And when you see it from a Vietnamese perspective, it's, it sucks the life out of you. Yeah. It was hard for me to breathe. I was angry. I wanted to cry. It was just too much. It was, oh boy. So from now on, when I'm on holiday, I will never visit a place where there has been war. I just can't. Because well, good luck with that. Good <laughs> luck with that because we'll have to stay. I don't know in the middle of the ocean because unfortunately and honestly, I I don't want to say oh I like that. I like war countries. I know that's stupid, you know, but. Oh. Again, like they have a lot of history and you, you learn a lot, you learn a lot. And it's not the same to like learn in a school from a textbook because let's be honest, like history is like very biased. You learn what your country wants you to know, especially if your country is like the winner country. Boy, good luck with that, you know. Everything yeah. is like to influence you. So if you go to the actual country and I think that's like the closest to the truth, inverted commas, that you can get because there's like no good guy, bad guy in this situation, you know, like, war or war is war, but definitely. Right. Oh, man, yeah, agreed, agreed. And so that's what, you know, going to, going on vacation and whatnot, uh, I'd like to try to remain as positive as I can, you know. But nonetheless, uh, so what I really wanted to ask you was something very, very interesting, and this revolves around, like, organizing trips. Now, you, you're young, right? I'm not mm-hmm. too old, but I'm 31. Okay. When I was in university, uh-huh. I had to, <laughs> 14, 14 years ago, there was no iPhone, uh-huh. okay? There was no yeah. iPhone, all right? We had to use a website called MapQuest, okay? Mm-hmm. MapQuest.com. We had to print out all the directions, and then my friend and I, we would get in the car in Las Vegas and drive all the way back to, uh, what is it, college back, you know, near Phoenix. And he uh-huh. would be looking at the paper. He's like, okay, I think we go this way. Okay, paper. Okay, all right. It, oh, you hear all this crunching sound. And honestly, having a CD player was a luxury in the car. And now you can have TVs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when it comes to technology, and when it comes to traveling, I know you have stories of possibly being lost or whereas technology has helped you a lot. What are some mm-hmm. things that technology has helped you with, you know? Because again, uh, it depends. I don't know how difficult it is to get around in Spain or difficult to get around in Scotland. Here in Thailand, it could be really, really confusing because this is one of the ugly, Bangkok is one of the ugliest cities in the world. But anyways, yeah. So how yeah. has technology benefited you like with like traveling around? I think immensely, especially Google Maps. Yo, God bless Google Maps. I, I swear, I was living in Berlin for one year and I used Google Maps every week. Like even if I was living there because it's so big and you can like, you don't have to waste your time, you know? I think that if you want something, you just check it and you just go and it tells you like the sh- shortest way. It's like a great way to just not waste your time just looking around, you know? Definitely. Um, what is? And with all the websites that offer you to like travel so much cheaper. You know, I think that 20 years ago, it was like, I don't think that you would like go volunteer somewhere for free, such last minute thing, you know? I, I use, for example, Workaway and this is like part of technology, obviously, and it allowed me to like travel for free basically. I mean, not for free, but with accommodation paid, food paid, and everything paid. So, 
if you use it the correct way, it's definitely a life changer. And if you want to meet people, technology. Like obviously you can like interact with locals, but my experience is that many locals, depending on the country, they don't give a fuck about you, first of all. And if this is like your target language, and if you're not interested in learning the language, what are you going to do? You know? What's one of the most difficult things you had to come across? Like, you know, with the locals. Did you get in a shot of match and say, hey, you know what? Carajo, all that craziness. No, no, that wasn't too bad. No. I don't think I've ever had like a big problem with any locals, honestly. No. Like the only thing, maybe like the, the language, but with English, like you can like literally reach everything. Serbia, no. Serbia, I was with my Serbian friend and she translated everything from me. But again, like the people were like so welcoming. They were like trying to make such an effort with me that not even the language was like real about a barrier, you know. So wow yeah. yeah oh man i mean <laughs> the google translate like you said google maps man google uh -huh. translate has transformed lives you know because yeah. you could put in don't put in paragraphs but put in simple sentences or five words and people would get the general idea of it all um yeah. how do you get around do you do you use ryan air I don't use any like specific um, airline. Like if I want to go somewhere, I check the the month I want to go, and then I take the cheapest thing. Honestly, I'm not going to lie here. Like right, right, I right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's it. Obviously, if it's like not that far, train. Like it's like from one city to another. Like I don't know. It's like I would useless to take the plane. But nowadays, like I know it's very polluting and all that shit. But it's many times cheaper. Like for example, from Scotland to Malaga, you can go for like twenty euros. It's, it's Whoa. crazy. Yes, like, yeah, it's crazy. So, but you get like a whole bunch of, okay, okay, because it's it seems like I wouldn't say every week, especially not now, but like last year there was always like unruly and disruptive, like British, like got younger guys who are drinking. What's that famous uh, Ibiza? There we go, Ibiza. Yeah. So is the is Ibiza really as bad as they say it is? Listen, I've never been to Ibiza, but everybody says that Ibiza, Mallorca is like full of them. For example, I my my family lives in Tenerife. Like I was born in the Basque Country, but they they are there now. And that place is like full of English people, Germans, like especially the South. It's just for them, basically. Like everything is full of hotels. They are everywhere. You know, they like go in there and they just like make it their home. I guess. Right. I see. That sounds very similar to what they have out here in Thailand. You know, the full moon party. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. The full moon. Um, Full moon party is basically, uh, let's just say, Ibiza's biggest party. So basically, you get all these backpackers, and they go to this small island, and they get hustled by a lot of the mafia that's on that island. But they go out there, and they perform sex acts on the beach, and they drink copious uh -huh. amounts of alcohol and all these other things. It's Honestly, it's the most overrated. Oh, my God. This was very popular 10 years ago, but I don't think people go there anymore. I mean, maybe, um, maybe, but it's not as popular. I don't know, but honestly, like that's the image we have. Like many people from the outside, especially Germans, English people that come to Spain anywhere, Tenerife, it's just like get drunk and all of that. Because we are cheap as fuck, or food is cheap, or alcohol is cheap, everybody's cheap, everything is cheap, and they come with the money, so you know, it's easy to get drunk and try in life. There. <laughs> so everything is cheap in Spain, right? I mean. If you come with money from outside, it is cheap. You know, like you can get a beer for two euros. It's cheap. And many places in Spain, you go, you go for a drink and they will give you like a tapa, a bit of food, you know. 
like for Spanish people, it's not like that cheap because the salaries and the lifestyle is like the same level, you know, but from people from like North Europe or really any, yeah, from North Europe, they come with money and it's like very fucking cheap. So, yeah. Oh man, touche. Yeah, it's so good actually seeing someone else's perspective, you know, of course, uh-huh. of, you know, Spain and whatnot. Again, I would love to go to Spain. It's just, I hear so many things about Spain, you know, with, the football players and how you know Barcelona Real and you know throwing bananas all that craziness and I'm like okay let's just say that's just a couple of ignorant people but I still want to travel to Spain for sure I mean I think those like things yeah are fucked up but th- that doesn't like rule the thing you know like obviously Spain is like a very monocultural country yeah. like there's not many especially like in no I'm not talking about Madrid and Barcelona like they're like such big cities but normally there's like not many cultures like I was born and raised just around Spanish people, you know, literally. Like, I think there was like one black person in my town. Like, that's it. So until like I got out and I saw the world, I was not exposed to other cultures and other, you know, lifestyles. Right. So if you go to like a smaller part of Spain, you'll have that. Just like America. Yeah. If you go to Oklahoma, you know, Iowa, uh, South Dakota, Idaho, Montana, places like that, and it's just predominantly so one one type of people you're going yeah. to get looks it doesn't matter where in the world it is but um okay god i really i mean i don't think you would get looked just for being like dark skin or like black i don't think so like you that's not the type of they won't say ah negro no they'll, they'll never say no, you know but if you ever get like some racist things it would probably be like in a smaller town definitely where like in smaller towns, you know, but I'm sure that they would like, those people would like get slapped as well, you know, because there's like also, also many people who like have like a brain inside and they would like not allow that, you know. Yeah. I think that in Spain, there's like a lot of sense of community as well that they don't have in Germany. Like if something happens to you in the street, they will help you. So probably if somebody like goes against you, some of them that, that will, will stand up again, I, I do think. So what, in Germany, they don't do that? I'm talking about Berlin at least, they are like very individual, they don't really care, you know, like I've seen like many weird things that people don't care, they just like in their world, like you can like have an accident, you can like fall in the middle of the road and they will like, they will not help you or anything. Like, I, literally fell on my, I fell from the bike in the middle of Berlin in the road, I was like laying there like a, oh, and I think one guy from afar, like from four meters told me, uh, are you okay? And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Bitch, what the fuck? Give me love. Like, who does that? You know, if I see someone like falling, I go and like take it. I'm like, yo, do you need something? Let's go. I don't know. Or like in the Uber, like in the transportation, like many racist comments, you know, like, uh, like very like fights. And I remember like I was once there and I was seated like with an Arab um, marriage. And like, you know, they were like wearing the, um, all the, how do you say, like the one with the hijab and, you know, and behind them there was like a guy insulting another guy and they were like talking in very fast german so i couldn't understand but i know he was calling him monkey go to your country and like everybody was like looking at the floor so i was like so shocked that i was just saying in english respect respect because i couldn't like i forgot all my languages like i swear and while i was saying respect to him like screaming the this arab couple the man looked at me and he was like with his head like this like saying shut up like don't say anything just don't try to like defend anyone, just like shut up. And and I guess he said it because he said like, this girl is trying to like, you save the world, the other one will come and slap her, you know, or something like that. 
so yeah the, like the sense of community in, in that in that aspect at least what i've experienced you know i'm not going to say germany is like that because germany has many good things as well but the sense of community i think that is like some progress wow yeah. oh man these experiences we go through boy i've been through of course the <laughs> you heard my story about living here in thailand but not only that yeah. america we got to be honest, America has a, a, a very, very, very tainted history, 300 years of, you know, you know, yeah. slavery and everything. And, you know, hearing some of the comments of the people who are ahead in state, you know, it's very uneasy, you know, saying, oh, all yeah. black people, they're not very smart. And you know what I mean? So I'm just like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's not me. I'm not emotionally responsible for people like that, nor am yeah, I emotionally. Re so it's kind of like, I don't lose my sense of care for human beings i'm still compassionate and empathic uh, empathetic but the thing is like number one a man cannot hit a woman in front of me or it's going to be hell i'm turning into wakanda and it's going to be black panther all over again it's going to be hell on yeah, earth I but i would say the other the way around you know i would say the other way like if i see a man slapping a woman i would like intervene but if i see a woman slapping a man just because i would also fucking intervene you know what yeah, i mean i like that like, I like from that. both sides like, but me i'm like, like yeah, yeah slap him in the face slap no 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 no, no. but yeah i completely agree yeah but i i've seen men swing women in this country like a rag doll at, and everyone's watching like this. Every I swear, no one's calling. I went to the police, and the police is like, "Oh, their girlfriend, boyfriend. It's okay." I said that attitude right there is why you all suck, because the women are just like, "Wow, he's swinging her pretty good. Look at that. Yeah, that is a damn shame. Like no sense." Of I'm I'm so ready. And that shooks me from the United States. I don't know. I've never been there. Don't oh, no, that's, no, 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 like, that's Thailand. Yeah, I have. Thailand. Thailand, yeah. Ah, okay, okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, America, no, no, no. We can call the America, we'll do, yeah, we'll get business. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Police will Yo. be there, guns draw, probably start shooting. But here in Thailand, yeah. everyone just watches like it's a movie. <laughs> it's like different culture, yeah. like different mindset. Like, yeah. it's completely like wrong. Right, it's the experience, you know what I mean? I've seen these things, I can't unsee them, but I guess yeah. it just puts life into perspective. It just, I just wake yeah. up being grateful every day that I have a supporting cast and that I'm not in relationships or anything like that. Same as you, you doing yeah, great things out there and stuff. So, oh my God, okay. So to top this off, wait, I'm sorry. I hate to ask you this because, again, I'm not mm -hmm. supposed to ask women this, but how old are you again? 21. 21. Okay, so that's what I was thinking, 2021. So yeah. you in the beginning stages, boy, if I was 21, if I got, well, okay, 21, I went to Australia for the first time. So that was amazing. But mm -hmm. you being 21 and now you got your Instagram, you're helping people online, and, of course, people on my podcast, which is listened to by loads of people around the world so if you guys are interested i'm putting all her links in the description and of course oh, go on to instagram and you guys will just see everything but um thank you, thank you. but um what is it that you okay so after scotland what's yeah. your vision what's your why i like to ask young folks this what's your vision what's the why what, what are you trying to achieve you know achieve my all i want really is just like 
of freedom in in the means of freedom of to be wherever wherever I want for how long I want to have like you know an economical level that this is like enough for me to like satisfy my needs my family's needs just like live a comfortable life you know like I don't want you know I don't want a fucking Lambo but I want to like go visit my parents every time I want I want to fly them over every time I want or they want I want to be like home two months if I want or one week if I want or one day if I want like I just want to like travel from wherever and yeah at my pace and do something that I like and I'm at the same time feeling that I'm like helping someone you know yeah I'm telling you you and for everyone who's listening she understands the essence of living that jab 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 right hook which is the Yo. give 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 you see what i mean you know that jab 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 but you understand you're on the right track you love what you do you found your passion at such a young age and now with the craziness that's happening this could be very beneficial for both you and i because learning is now going online e-learning was already a billion dollar you know, a $3 billion platform just two yeah. years ago. So now with people saying, ah, I'm scared. I want to learn at home. There it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Automation's here. Having a job now is no longer there. It's all about developing skill sets and what you have right mm -hmm. now and the amount of attention that you got going on right now. I'm excited for you. So Oh, Marina, thank you. So, I love doing that, ra, 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 you know, for the accent, man. She'd be like, hola, Arsenio, hey, you, yes, muy guapo. I'm like, oh my God, muy But guapo. what's your actual accent if you don't try to, like, you know, fake my accent? You speak Spanish, right? Más o menos. Where did you learn it? So, <laughs> Spanish is funny. So, um, in the 90s, we used uh -huh. to watch this video cassette called Fles. What? I didn't learn Spanish from that. My mom had the ability to speak to me in Spanish. I uh -huh. said, Mom, can you speak to me in Spanish? She said, go learn in school. But really? Said, yeah. You know, she would say something, something, la basura. That's all I remember. <laughs> that means take out the trash. Well, yeah. how, do you say, how do you say take out the trash in Spanish? Saca la basura. Oh, there you go. That's what my I'm mom saying. used to say all the time. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll take out the trash, mom. But I didn't understand how important language was, not only for the mind, but for, well, not only for, you know, jobs and skill sets and whatnot, but for my mind, to keep my mind young. So uh, I kind of look back on that and I kick myself in the ass because I should have learned Spanish more while I was there because now I speak no I honestly I got a lot I got a wide vocabulary with Spanish Spanish is easy uh -huh. it's easy okay pollo uh en -huh. la calle the chicken is in the street no it's not much it's not much but I I have vocabulary I just got to put things together so but so why wouldn't she like talk to you in Spanish like I always think if I ever have like kids and I'm living abroad I would like talk to them like in all the languages I know and Spanish being my native language I would want that for like did she ever tell you why? Like, maybe for you not to have an accent or something? Oh, man. Well, probably. Well, I mean, my father was somewhat there. Fuck ass. Mm -hmm. But, you know, my father was there, and I learned English in school. And, of course, I was in an English community, you know. Yeah, you I had some it. El Salvadorian friends across the street, and my best friend was like a freckled, freckled redhead boy. <laughs> but, you know, I had a, I had a, you know, I had 
Mexicans over here, El Salvadorian over here, Caucasian no. over here, and Filipino over here. And I had my African-Americans at school. So it was a really good wide range of different people in the 90s. Um, but again, I didn't, um, I just didn't take it seriously. But it's okay. It's never it's normal as a kid. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's normal. They, you just want to like fit in. And like Spanish will not make you fit in in the United States, I guess. Uh, right, right. Because a lot of them yeah. are like, I don't speak Spanish here. This is America. You know, that, yeah. you go to yeah, 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 yeah. Oklahoma, different places. Um, but that that's just the ignorance that's talking. If yeah. you were to learn a language, you become a ridiculous asset in society. Of course. So you, you speak English, Spanish, you speak some German, right? I speak German, Basque, uh, Italian, and yeah, and I'm trying to learn Arabic. Let's see. Ooh. Yeah, be a tough one. Yeah, I heard, I heard, I learned a couple of things from uh, one of my students. She's from mm -hmm. Afghanistan, and she she was like, "Come on, come on!" Uh, yeah, the, the way they oh my god, it's it's tough. Uh -huh. But uh, yeah. yeah, see, the opportunity for you it's so high right now because you could teach courses in this language. You could possibly teach it in this. Again, some people would say, oh, you're not fluent, but people yeah. love you. It's your brand that you're building. Yeah. You know? I mean, if somebody says I'm not fluent, I, I don't really care. Like, as long as somebody's interested, you know, like, they can, like, it's the first time I hear it. Like, you know, I think that I'm immune to all this bullshit of, like, languages and, like, accents. I, I don't give a fuck. I mean, I couldn't care less. But do you speak Thai? Or are you trying to learn Thai? Because you've been there for a while. Yeah, or... I know how to cuss people out in a heartbeat. So when I learned Thai, I wanted to learn all the bad words first because I know people were talking bad about me for a very long time. <laughs> so, and people, they have a tendency, not all, not all. But, you know, the yeah. older women, the older women, that's all I'm saying. They have a tendency of being a little bit rude and condescending. So I look back at them and I say some things. And there it is, you know, she will, she say anything back. But now I need to learn Thai for specific purposes because next week I need to start teaching a TOEFL project in Thai to teachers from Northeast Thailand. And if okay. I can continue up on that, that's going to be a massive money-making and popularity type of deal. So, yeah. oh yeah, I'm learning. I got my little Thai book right over there. Haven't opened it up in a while, but I'm going to open it up tonight. Just I'm gonna say oh. in the name of Marina, in the name of Marina, I'm gonna read this. <laughs> gracias, mi chico, gracias. <laughs> oh man. And with that being said, man, thank you so much, Marina, for thank coming you. on, sharing your message and so many other things and stories, guys. I'm gonna put her links, her Instagram, whatever she wants to share with me in the description for everyone. Yeah. If you guys wanna check her out and check out and if you want to learn spanish <laughs> go on over there and why wouldn't you want to learn spanish uh, everybody likes reggaeton everybody likes latin music people stop bullshit and learn the words you ain't let's go saying. i know you know i i know that song uh que la vida su carnava this is mark anthony i think right i'm sad i'm sad i think it's mark anthony yeah that's uh, uh, Celia Cruz. Is it? Oh, Slap me. People don't follow me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but 
I want to go to South America, Central America next year. We're going to have to do another podcast soon because, again, we have so many things to share, so many things to talk about. So, guys, man, stay tuned for more. And again, Marina, thank you for coming on. Thank you.